Talking about differences, age 14. Now is the right time. Teens continually note differences in their world. Parents or those in a parenting role have an opportunity to support teens as they make sense of differences among people by talking to them about what they notice. You might be coming to this tool because your 11 to 14 year old just made an uncomfortable comment about a classmate who looks different or reports encountering peers who are using mean or aggressive language. You want to teach your child or teen how to appreciate differences. You want to be intentional about helping your child or teen be respectful, inclusive, and kind in a diverse world. Or you may feel uncomfortable or worried not wanting to say the wrong thing when talking about differences or wondering even if you should. Differences among people can include gender or gender expression, skin color, body size, language, and other attributes they can see or hear. 11 to 14 year olds may focus on differences like physical appearance, tone of voice, body language, posture, lack of confidence, and lack of physical coordination. Children and teens may have a difficult time with others' learning styles, habits, or language while required to work together on academic or extracurricular teams. Children and teens typically have a heightened self-consciousness and sensitivity about acceptance by their peers. They may focus on differences in family beliefs or values, family structures, ways of acting, interests, or ways of spending time. As a parent or those in a parenting role, talking about these kinds of differences can be challenging, but you play an essential role in helping your child or teen develop empathy, perspective-taking, appreciation of diversity, and respect for others. Research shows that children and teens are thinking about differences between people and how they should respond to them from a very early age. However, children and teens often get very little information about differences among people through direct and honest conversations with trusted adults like parents, caregivers, and family members. Yet, it's through those honest conversations that children and teens develop ways to learn from differences and show respect for them. The steps below include specific, practical strategies and conversation starters to help you talk about differences in positive and non-judgmental ways. Having open, honest conversations about topics that are often hard to talk about with your child or teen helps build and strengthen your relationship. Why talking about differences? 11 to 14-year-olds are keenly aware of differences among people, particularly their peers. Not allowing your child or teen to ask questions and talk about these differences can lead to feelings of fear, distrust, and shame. Talking about these differences helps your child or teen develop empathy, perspective-taking, appreciation of diversity, and respect for others and themselves. After all, it's likely your child or teen will experience the feeling of being judged unfairly for differences. Talking about differences between people in positive and non-judgmental ways doesn't divide children and teens or make them wary or fearful of one another. It bonds them together as a community and allows them to be more respectful and inclusive. It also creates safety as they feel that it's okay to show and embrace how they are different from others. Today, in the short term, talking about differences can create greater opportunities for connection and trust in each other. 
and understanding that trusted adults can help when your child or teen has questions, and a feeling of celebration for all of the wonderful ways that we are all different from each other. Tomorrow, in the long term, talking about differences with your child or teen develops a sense of safety, security, and a belief in self, provides a firm foundation for speaking up when we or others are being treated unfairly, grows skills in self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationships, and responsible decision-making, deepens family trust and intimacy, and helps them understand their own unique characteristics and how to speak up for themselves and others. Five Steps for Talking About Differences This five-step process helps you and your child or teen talk about differences together. It also grows critical life skills in your child or teen. The same process can be used to address other parenting issues as well. Learn more about the process. Here is a tip. These steps are done best when you and your child or teen are not tired or in a rush. Here is a tip. Intentional communication and actively growing a healthy parent relationship will support these steps. Step 1. Get your child or teen thinking by getting their input. 11 to 14-year-olds are naturally curious and will actively notice and point out differences among people as they are exploring and learning. Particularly, 11 and 12-year-olds have a newly expanded social awareness in which they are noticing fairness issues in their own community and in the broader world, and ways that peers are treated fairly or unfairly by peers or adults. Gaining your child's or teen's input when talking about these differences can support your child's or teen's curiosity and learning. Asking questions can prompt their thinking and help them understand their own and others' feelings. In gaining input from your child or teen, you are letting them know that you are open to talking about all kinds of differences, even if those conversations may feel uncomfortable. Making sure they know that you see the ways that people are different from each other and that you celebrate and respect those differences. Countering any messages your child or teen might receive from others that talking about differences is not polite, accepted, or even shameful. And deepening your ability to communicate with one another. Actions. Ask questions to explore differences and similarities. You might start by asking, what do you notice about the way our family members like to spend their time? I like to recharge by quietly reading a book. Your sister likes to be with a group of friends. Explore similarities as well. We all like to play board games together as a family. Give your child or teen plenty of time to look for examples and share their ideas with you. Talk about differences and similarities with others in your family as well for example, siblings or grandparents. Make sure you observe differences together without making a good or bad judgment about them. This is a simple way to get started sharing non-judgmental observations. When your child or teen is reading books for school or for pleasure, or you are watching a show together, talk about the characters involved and how they are similar and different. Ask, what do you notice and what are you wondering? If your child or teen is feeling unsure about how to describe similarities and differences, have them tell you more about the story, and then leave plenty of quiet space for them to think of some ideas. Ask about friends and classmates and how they get along. You might ask, are there any classmates who are teased because of how they are different? And what happens to each of your classmates when that happens? How do they feel? What do other classmates do in response? What do you do? How could you be more accepting or inclusive? Here is a tip. 
You don't need to wait for your child or teen to bring up differences among people to start talking about them. Instead, make talking about differences and similarities part of their everyday experiences. Step 2. Teach new skills by interactive modeling. The fundamental purpose of talking about differences among people is to help your child or teen develop empathy, perspective-taking, appreciation of diversity, and respect for others. Teaching can help your child or teen grow new skills and behaviors. Learning new skills and behaviors requires modeling, practice, support, and recognition. Children and teens learn first through modeling. If you feel uncomfortable when interacting with people who are different from you, your child or teen will likely pick up on those cues and model your behavior. Formulate new ways of interacting that model what you want your child or teen to mimic when they are with people who are different from them. Paying attention to how you talk about and interact with people who are different from you and understanding your own feelings and behaviors are great places to start. It will help you understand what your child or teen is learning to do. You might ask yourself, how do I talk about people who are different from me? How do I want my child or teen to talk about people who are different from them? In what situations do I feel uncomfortable or uneasy when interacting with people who are different from me? How do I respond? How do I want my child or teen to respond? Learning about developmental milestones can help you better understand what your child or teen is experiencing and will provide context for how you can best support them in their skill building. 11-year-olds are better able to see from another person's perspective. They also increase their worries about being liked and may engage in excluding others in order to gain popularity. 12-year-olds may feel more confident. They'll seek out risks, and peers will exert pressure and also support. Participating in common activities or sports tends to become more important for acceptance and belonging. 13-year-olds can have worries related to their newly acquired body changes. They can be highly sensitive as they work to define their independent identity while still being dependent upon you. They may feel an ever greater sense of judgment from peers and pressure to conform. 14-year-olds may act like they know it all. Despite this, they still look to adults to set boundaries. They are gaining interest in others as romantic partners and may have crushes, broken hearts, and worries related to the world of relationships. Differences can be more attractive in a romantic partner than in a friend at this age. It is important to remember that teaching is different than just telling. Teaching grows basic skills, grows problem-solving abilities, and sets your child or teen up for success. Teaching also involves modeling and practicing the positive behaviors you want to see, promoting skills, and preventing problems. Actions Expose your child or teen to people and experiences that are different from your own family. Talk about those differences, including racial, cultural, belief, and perspective differences, and focus on the positive experience of engaging with people, foods, music, and languages that are new to your child or teen. At home, provide books, games, and other materials that give your child or teen a chance to see people that are different. Choose shows, movies, and music that involve people with different skin colors, physical abilities, that represent different cultures, and that celebrate differences. Consider checking books out from the library that show people who live in different types of housing, have disabilities, practice different religions, or who have varied family structures. Be sure to talk about differences in an accepting and inclusive way. Derogatory terms can begin to creep into your child's or teen's language after hearing those words or phrases from friends, peers, or pop culture. Be sure and discuss the offensive words. 
first ask, do you know what that means? And then you could prompt their thinking. Do you know why a person might be hurt by that word or phrase? You may discover that your child or teen is unaware of the meaning or consequences of using that language, but merely mimicking peers. Encourage your child's or teen's questions about differences between people. In earlier years, they may have asked why questions like, why does her skin look different? And why does that person sound different? Encourage their curiosity by letting them know it is okay to notice differences and talk about them if they still pose those questions. If they utter judgments about their peers' character or image, no matter the judgment, look for ways to reframe viewing with empathy and compassion. For example, your child or teen might tell you that a peer is dirty or wearing unwashed clothes this week. You might ask, do you really know what's going on at home? Maybe they are going through some rough times. Use the local or world news to spur conversations about race and culture. Ask, do your classmates ever talk about race or culture? And see what kind of response you get. This age group has learned that race can be a subject to avoid, so it's important to bring it up and get the conversation started when there are natural opportunities to reflect with them. Your child or teen may ask questions about differences among people that seem insensitive or offensive to adults. If that happens, don't ignore it. Answer your child's or teen's questions in a positive and non-judgmental way. For example, if your child or teen points to a person using a wheelchair and asks, why is that person in that chair? You might respond to your child or teen by saying, yes, that person is sitting in a wheelchair and using her arms to move the wheels. She doesn't have the ability to use her legs. Stay informed. What is considered acceptable or respectful language may change. Words or labels that were once acceptable may now be considered highly offensive. Whenever possible, it would be best to refer to someone by their name. It is important to seek out credible sources when learning about what language is appropriate. Grow empathy. For example, if your child or teen is hesitant to get to know a classmate who looks or sounds different than they do, ask questions and then support your child or teen by offering encouragement. How do you think they would feel if we invited them to hang out? Maybe they would feel happy to be invited. You can get started by just going over and saying hello. If you hear your child or teen say something like, he talks weird, or she looks funny, spend time talking with your child or teen about how the words we choose matter. Talk about how describing someone as weird or funny might hurt the person's feelings. Also explain why someone may talk differently or look differently than they do. Offer alternative words so your child or teen learns what would be more appropriate. Step 3. Practice to grow skills and develop habits. Your daily routines are opportunities for your child or teen to practice vital new skills if you seize those chances. With practice, your child or teen will improve over time as you give them the chance with support. Practice grows vital new brain connections that strengthen and eventually form habits each time your child or teen works hard toward a goal or demonstrates belief in themselves. Practice also provides important opportunities to grow self-efficacy. A child's or teen's sense that they can do a task successfully. This grows confidence. Actions. When out in your community and while running errands with your child or teen, make introductions and involve your child or teen in conversations with others. For example, neighbors, the bank teller, or the grocery cashier. Notice whether the people in your daily lives are different from your family or if they tend to be similar. If most of your interactions with others are with people who are similar to you, Consider seeking out opportunities that would offer more diversity. 
try out a grocery store in a different neighborhood. Provide opportunities for your child or teen to meet and interact with other children and teens and adults of all ages, races, and cultures. Point out similarities and differences. Talk about how differences help us learn more about ourselves and others. Use your family's media selections to initiate conversations. Allow your child or teen to explore roles, characters, and situations that are different from what is normally expected. For example, seek out movies with main characters who are of a different race or culture and learn about the experiences that may be similar and different. Common Sense Media offers helpful recommendations. Sign up as a family to volunteer in neighborhoods or with groups you typically would not encounter. During the service event, initiate conversations with community members who look and talk differently than you. Afterward, reflect on the experience and what you learned. Step 4. Support your child's or teen's development and success. You are teaching your child or teen that it is okay to talk about differences among people, ask questions about those differences, and interact with people who are different from them. You are allowing them to practice so they can learn and grow. Now you can offer continued support. Actions. Recognize effort by using I notice statements like, I noticed how you were having fun with your new friend. It was great that you picked a game that everyone could play. On days with extra challenges, when you see your child or teen is scared of new people or situations, offer confidence in your child's or teen's ability to face the new. In a gentle, non-public way, you can whisper in your child's or teen's ear, Remember how you enjoyed learning about different kinds of foods? Different kinds of musics might be fun to experience, too. You might enjoy listening and trying out new music. Actively reflect on how your child or teen is feeling when approaching challenges. You can offer reflections like, You seem worried about talking to someone who speaks differently. I can go with you so that you'll feel more confident. Offering comfort when facing new situations can help your child or teen gain a sense of security and face them rather than backing away. Step 5. Recognize with positive reinforcement to foster motivation. No matter how old your child or teen is, your positive reinforcement and encouragement have a big impact. If your child or teen is working to grow their skills, even in small ways, it will be worth your while to recognize it. Your recognition can go a long way in promoting positive behaviors and expanding your child's or teen's confidence. Your recognition also promotes safe, secure, and nurturing relationships, a foundation for strong communication and a healthy relationship with you as they grow. There are many ways you can reinforce your child's or teen's efforts. It is important to distinguish between three different types of reinforcement, recognition, rewards, and bribes. These three distinct parenting behaviors have different impacts on your child's or teen's behavior. Recognition occurs after you observe the desired behavior in your child or teen. Noticing and naming the specific behavior you want to reinforce is key to promoting more of it. For example, you included a new friend in your group hangout at the park today. Love seeing that. Recognition can also include nonverbal acknowledgement, such as a fist bump, smile, or hug. Rewards can be helpful in certain situations by providing a concrete, timely, and positive incentive for doing a good job. A reward is determined ahead of time so that the child or teen knows what to expect. Like, if you try a new type of food for lunch, you may choose what we make for dinner. If you X, then I'll X. It stops any negotiations in the heat of the moment. A reward could be used to teach positive behavior or break a bad habit. 
The goal should be to help your child or teen to progress to a time when the reward will no longer be needed. If used too often, rewards can decrease a child's or teen's intrinsic motivation. Unlike a reward, bribes aren't planned ahead of time and generally happen when a parent or those in a parenting role is in the middle of a crisis, like a child or teen arguing and refusing to leave a social gathering. To avoid disaster, a parent or those in a parenting role offers to stop for ice cream on the way home if the child or teen will stop arguing and leave the event. While bribes can be helpful in the short term to manage stressful situations, they will not grow lasting motivation or behavior change and should be avoided. Here is a trap to avoid. It can be easy to fall into using bribes when recognition and occasional rewards are underutilized. If parents or those in a parenting role find themselves resorting to a bribe frequently, it is likely time to revisit the five-step process. Here is a trap to avoid. Think about what behavior a bribe may unintentionally reinforce. For example, offering to stop for ice cream if a child or teen quits arguing and leaves a social event may teach the child or teen that future arguments lead to additional treats. Actions. Recognize and call out when it is going well. It may seem obvious, but it's easy not to notice when all is moving along smoothly. Noticing and naming the behavior provides the important reinforcement that you see and value the choice your child or teen has made. For example, when children and teens are respectful of differences, a short, specific call-out is all that's needed. I noticed you were able to introduce yourself to our new neighbors all by yourself, even when the dad spoke to you in Spanish. I love seeing your confidence. Recognize small steps along the way. Don't wait for the big accomplishments, like your child or teen socializing with all the peers at the park, in order to recognize effort. Remember that your recognition can work as a tool to promote more positive behaviors. Find small ways your child or teen is making an effort and let them know you see them. Build celebrations into your routine. For example, after learning about a holiday you and your child or teen were not familiar with, try making a new recipe specific to that culture. Celebrate the wonderful diversity that you are realizing in your world. In closing, engaging in these five steps is an investment that grows your skills as an effective parent or those in a parenting role to use on many other issues and grows important skills that will last a lifetime for your child or teen. Throughout this tool, there are opportunities for children and teens to become more self-aware, to deepen their social awareness, to exercise their self-management skills, to work on their relationship skills, and to demonstrate and practice responsible decision-making. Center for Health and Safety Culture, 2023, talking about differences, ages 11 to 14. Retrieved from https colon backslash backslash www.toolsforyourchildsuccess.org. Copyright 2023 Center for Health and Safety Culture at Montana State University. This content does not necessarily reflect the views or policies of the Tools for Your Child Success communities, financial supporters, contributors, SAMHSA, or the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.